Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. We are very excited to have returning to the show, Sportsnet producer and the man behind the best Twitter account on Blue Jays Twitter, at Down to Black, Chris Black. Welcome to the walk-off, buddy. Thanks so much for taking the time. That's very kind of you. I'm not comfortable with compliments. Uh, it's been 41 <laughs> years and I'm still not comfortable with them, but uh, I appreciate the kind words. Honestly, dude, I love your Twitter account so much. You, you, uh, you're so detailed and informative, but you also have this like ability to point out stuff that me anyways, wouldn't catch as a baseball nerd. It's very exciting to be led to something that I find very interesting. So great job, man. Really enjoy that. I appreciate it. I am a true baseball nerd and the people that seem to enjoy my work also happen to be baseball nerds. So I am, I'm comfortable in that space, and that is a space that I will continue to live in. It's not that you invented threads or anything like that, but I am curious what got you interested in doing that more long-form Twitter uh, information dump, I guess, for lack of yeah, a better word. Um, I would say... I felt like I had, I wanted to write, but I feel like, and I have written a few things in the past. I wrote a Teoscar thing the year after his breakup, the off season. Um, I've written a Simber thing for the website before. I wanted to write, but also I felt like people don't really read <laughs> written content anymore. As dumb as no, that sounds. No, it doesn't sound um, dumb. They should. They should. I do. Um, but like just generally speaking or the stuff that seemed to get engagement and, you know, I, what I kind of saw or realized is what we do in our job in television and in the job of a producer, it's like consuming a ton of information and figuring out ways of disseminating that information in really quick little bites um so being able to tell a story of what's happening with vladdy in one graphic or two video rolls or you know a few sentences like that's kind of what we have to do in television um because you might only get you know 30 seconds before an at bat to tell a little story um and so when i realized that like that's kind of what we do in tv i realized i could translate that to twitter and it translates you know, beautifully like it really i think does. it does i think it works um but yeah like i think it's you know you're you're telling you know what i like about twitter is i can tell each one of those little bites uh, one of those little stories i can tell 10 of those little stories in one thread and it becomes something that feels a little more substantive than what we usually find on twitter and one a kind thing that um can't remember if he said this on air or where Dan said it, but I, it was, it was very well received. I, it was, um, I was kind of pr proud to hear it, but Dan Shulman made a point of saying one day that like, Chris is interested in the why of like why things are happening. Um, I do think like 
Twitter is also a space where everyone shouts really obvious things. Um, it's like the Blue Jays are bad. It's like, yeah, we know. Um, I'm not really <laughs> like I like I get that that's what some people do, um, and I'm not faulting them for it. But like to me, if I wrote that, I, I like I don't know what I'd be serving. I don't know who I'd be informing. I don't know what people would take from that. Um, I think it's obvious when teams are doing bad or when players are doing bad. You know, like it's not hard to look at an ERA or a batting average or an OPS or a one loss record. You know, I find those things obvious, like the what, what's happening. Um, I'm always, I've always been more interested in why things are happening. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of always where I start. Well, it's working for you, bud. Love to Thanks. see it. Uh, we'll, we will get into the Blue Jays here. Uh, Uncle Wilton should have been flowing <laughs> in sooner, I guess. It was it was wild to see Vladdy uh, visibly look more comfortable yesterday. You could just see it. He truly, in his swing, seemed more comfortable. I know you did a thread on him yesterday, and I'm not saying that um, a swing adjustment can be fixed in one night. And obviously, we should all be a little bit patient, but... Did you get the impression after Vladdy's three hit night uh, that he's getting closer to turning the page on this thing? I mean, by by jumping the gun here. (laughs) No, no, no. By the law of averages, it was going to come like a good, (laughs) a good uh, strategy is when a good player is going poorly, do something on him because he'll probably turn it around sooner rather than later. And, you know, so you know, were there adjustments? Did he look more comfortable? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Like I, I agree. Um, but also he's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And he's, <laughs> he's the most talented. Um, I do think he hasn't been the best hitter on the team this year, but he's, he remains and will remain uh, the most talented hitter on the team. Uh, he's got talent. He can do things that Bo can't do. Um He's got to change. What are some of those things, Chris? He can drive a ball out anywhere. Like Bo doesn't have crazy power to all fields. He can hit the ball out in right every once in a while. But, you know, I was on with Blake yesterday and I said, you know, Vladdy at his best is a line drive hitter who every once in a while, the launch will be a little bit different and he'll hit a ball out. That's to me, that's Vladdy at his best. And that isn't what we saw for a couple weeks. Um, but he can do things with a bat and hitting a baseball that nobody else can do. He can hit, as I said yesterday, like he hits these two irons that like they're 110 miles an hour plus. They start, it's the golfers that I'm always jealous of when I play. They hit drives that start like this and then they take off. Like he just, he can hit the ball in ways that other people can't. So I think he's going to be fine. This is a blip. Um, The other thing I said to Blake yesterday was I think this slow stretch kind of masked the fact that March or April was really, really good. Like Mm -hmm. better than any month he had in 22. He was closer to MVP Vlad in the first month of the year than he was to 2022 you know, 25, 30% better than league average Vlad. Like he Mm -hmm. was close, but I think some of the power wasn't there. And I wonder whether he started chasing power a little bit. So I think he'll come out of it. 
I, I really don't think it was his uncle that fixed anything. I don't think of course. it was like, I think he just, <laughs> I think he calmed down. He focused a little bit. And I think that kind of, I, what I said in the thread and what I, what I've said in the last couple of days is he just needed, like, I would turn the volume down on everything he's doing. Like just slow everything down, slow the leg kick, slow the bat things, sl- make everything just a little bit quieter. And I, I feel like he did that last night. Like I was really encouraged by what I saw last night. I'll take a three hit night any day of the week. Yeah. He'll be fine. Bloody will be fine. You say Kikuchi. Um, achieving some impressive things yesterday. Listen, despite his struggles since coming to major league baseball from NPB, uh, he had his 500th K in major league baseball last night. He's also on pace to win 20 wins. He probably won't, but he had his seventh win (laughs) yesterday. And, and I know that uh, he's at a hundred wins between MLB and NPB. Um, He's a pretty solid fifth starter, right? He's a fifth starter, right? So if a fifth starter can win you some games, then that's fine. Like, um, you know, the performance is definitely dipped um, in May. Um, but it's, that's what you're going to get. We don't always get April. You say, right? Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, everyone who baseball's kind of strange in that I honestly don't think for someone who's on Twitter so much consuming that content, creating content on that platform. Like, I actually don't think it's a good, I don't think baseball is a good sport for Twitter, except it like, in some ways it works really well. It's a place where everyone can go. It's a great second screen thing to be there during the game. Mm-hmm. But like, and like in that sense, it's awesome for baseball. But in another sense, like baseball isn't meant to like have these wildly vacillate, like to be jumping back and forth on guys after every good or bad performance. Um, you can't like, you'll just end up losing your mind over and over again um someone's the best ever someone's the worst ever it's like that's not how it works you kind of got to take a step back every few starts every couple weeks to see what's really happening um that's another reason why i don't always you know jump in on some of the narratives and some of the stuff that's happening like you got to let storylines play out and you say it was great to see what he was doing in um april and it was interesting to see what's kind of changed. Um, I've written about it and talked about it, and we've talked about it on Blue Jays broadcast this year. Like the, to me, what changed is his command of his secondary stuff. His slider slash cutter was his like pet pitch. It's what he's most comfortable throwing, and he was locating that to the edges of the strike zone. He's making really good pitches with it in April, and he just started throwing it over the middle of the plate uh this month and that's what was happening last year when he was getting hit hard he was leaving cutters slash sliders over the middle of the plate so um you know he'll have good games he'll have bad games but to me they kind of they corrected the biggest issue for him last year which was the walks so Mm -hmm. you fix that like giving up home runs is fine if as long as there's not there are solo more often than their three run. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm fine with, I'm fine with what he's done. 
it, there's going to be more good. There's going to be more bad. But if he stays out, like that's what a five starter is. Like it's, I don't know. It's another. I could not. I could not agree more, man. Yeah. I love. I love your point on how. Twitter and even social media in general doesn't really lend itself all that well to 162 game season. I always get a kick out of my buddies because I have a couple buddies that are pretty big baseball fans, but are huge football fans. And I think that that short 18 game season football provides messes with the way they view baseball at times, right? Where like they can be very reactionary over one game where I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> the thing to tell them is like literally, so then react after every eight or nine games. Because that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what a, right. yeah, that's what a baseball season is, or that's what a that's what one yes. NFL game is like. So you know, if they're one and seven, which they were um, during that one stretch, then yeah. But like eight they lost baseball game. games, yeah. <laughs> eight baseball games is one football game. So like to me, that's like a good, that's a good kind of comparison and a good sample of like, hey, if someone is running bad for a week, then yeah, talk like I. Th- think that's worth reacting to day-to-day stuff like i understand why if someone goes over four with three k's like sure but it just yeah it, we all gotta take a deep breath collectively sometimes so big nate nate pearson awesome with two two more dominant innings i agree four k's super exciting to see him on the field to begin with and succeeding in general uh in your opinion chris what is this kid's ceiling on this team in 2023? Uh, exactly where he kind of is right now. Like, I mean, uh, valuable setup, man. And mm-hmm. we saw the possibility um, in the spring. I know there are people who said, why didn't he start with the team? Because they set expectations for him last year when they said, go to winter ball and perform. And he did. And then they said, perform in the spring. And then he did. And they said, now go and perform in Buffalo and show us. Like, he had to earn his way. I think the sense, this total outsider's view, this isn't from talking to anyone within the org, but I think their sense was that he was given too much without earning it um, at a young age. And so I think this year and the offseason, the message was earn it earn your way back onto this team. And in there, you can tell by the decision they made in the spring, like that included proving it in AAA. And he did. Like he's now been performing for months now. Um, I like the stuff. It's simplified. He's not messing around with the change up. Um, He's heat. He's got two really good breaking balls. So his ability to provide two innings is really nice too. Yep. Like I, I can see a world where at some point they bring up uh, a hatch or who's the, what's the name of the other guy in AAA? Danner? No, I can't remember. Hagen Danner? Or yeah. yeah. Like, or somebody like that, or like, I could see them bring it up and doing, giving all the starters a day by going like a couple innings of insert Buffalo pitcher X, Richards and Pearson. And seeing how many, seeing how much you can get out of that to give, whether it's whoever needs it, like, but to push everybody back. Right. A day. Like almost like a six starter idea, but without a yeah. bullpen day. Yeah. Yeah. But they I don't like really that. have like, they don't really have no, a, they don't. a starter in Buffalo ready to go. No. Um, but I could see them doing that. Cause I think Pearson's shown he can do that. 
Richards has been awesome. Um, and he's been a guy I've liked for a while. Um, like I just, I see, and they've, they've got multiple starters who have shown kind of the numbers have shown they're better with an extra day or two of rest in both Gossman's shown that Manoa's shown that and Bassett. So, um, I think that'll be something to watch over the next few months. Velocity in this bullpen was a point of contention last year. And Nate Pearson has been called up already. I think it's safe to say he's going to be a permanent fixture in this bullpen moving forward. Uh, just yesterday, and I know you you touched on him there, Hagen Danner was just called yeah. up from AA New Hampshire to Buffalo. He is on the 40-man roster, posted 22 Ks in 11 innings. So that plays. He throws 100 <laughs> with plus breaking stuff. Uh, can mm-hmm. you see a world where Romano, Pearson, and Haggy D are providing high leverage, high velo uh, for this team this year? Or should I just take the Pearson win and and stop being greedy? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily rely on a double A guy who's just coming up from double A. If it works, great. But I mean, yeah. I don't think you can expect it. Like it's if Pearson's shown us anything over the last few years or anyone, <laughs> like it's it's hard. It's hard to pitch and be successful in the big leagues. Like none of this is easy. Mm-hmm. Hitters are good. Um, scouting services are good. We're all paying lots of attention. There's lots of ways to um, find weaknesses and holes in pitchers and hitters. Um, none of this is easy. So yeah, I, like maybe, but you know, there's the Chad greens of the world. There's insert yes. trade, trade candidate X, um, so yeah, like maybe, but I, I I don't know. I haven't seen enough. Um, he's not a guy that I've that I've dove in on yet. But yeah, like uh, Pearson's awesome. It's been a great success story. I like what he's doing. To me, he was a little bit deer in the headlights when he was younger, and I don't see that now. Like I see a guy, you know, he's just gone older probably. But like Peacock and strutting around, throwing gas. No see throws gas. It's like, yeah, own your stuff. Own know that you're good. Like I think that almost I almost give him a pass on that from from previous years. I mean, he was doing interviews with MLB Network about his Hall of Fame trajectory. So there was a a substantial amount of hype (laughs) around him coming up. That is for sure. I remember like we did this, we did a story in like a preseason about people talking like, Hey, can he throw 104, 105? And then he's throwing like 94. And I'm like, Oh, God, this is a problem. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's back to what he's doing. He's back. Yeah. To that's right. When his pitching coach, well. do you remember that Chris, when his pitching coach in college came out and said, I think he'll hit 108 at some point. You oh, know, yeah. like just... I mean, it's just <laughs> whatever. It probably got him in the paper or got him on yeah. TV screen somewhere. So yeah, those are the things that people say from time to time. Okay, so I'm hoping that you can shed some positivity on this. All right. What can we expect from Alec Manoa? Can can you is, is Oh I'm I'm optimistic on Manoa. You, I'm you you are? Okay, yep. please. Wash I'll, us uh, in your positivity. <laughs> I wanna be I wanna be early on the Manoa train. And like this might this might come back to bite me, but like I think he's close. Um and the big the big thing for me is the slider. It was so, um, you have seen progress in that, eh? Yeah, no, it's, 
All right, gang. Sorry about the technical difficulties here. Chris, you were right about to uh, shed some positivity on Alec Manoa here uh, when that cut out. So, so go ahead and give it to us here. Um, Manoa slider much better last two starts. Uh, so the good start, uh, against Baltimore and then even against Tampa when he had crazy control issues, um, the slider's getting better. Um, first nine starts, he had, he has more strikeouts off the slider in his last two starts than he did in his previous nine starts combined. Oh, wow. Um, so he had eight strikeouts last two times out. He had seven over his first nine starts. Um, so he's getting swing and miss. He's generating outs with it. He's also not giving up hits with it. Um, to me, that's his, that's his bread and butter pitch. I know fastballs are what were good last year, but I think the slider almost sets that up that t- that hitters are worried and trying to defend against the slider. And when they do that, that's when he jams them inside with fastballs. Um, so I think he's close. I think he was behind to start the year. Um, now why he was behind? I think there's a whole bunch of reasons you could theoretically discuss, but there's no way mm-hmm. of knowing exactly. Um, so I don't think it really matters all that much, but he was behind. He's been, he was playing catch up and I think he's almost caught up. Now the part that's like the biggest wild card in this is kind of what I think we saw yet uh, in his last time out, even though the stuff's better, even though stuff's performing better, he's now at a point where he's, you know, not hitting his spots. Well, not just that, but like, he's worried about it. Like, it's like um, people always say this about hitters. Like if you start the year slow, you're seeing those numbers on the scoreboard or on the thing, like you're seeing it every time out. Um, you're looking at 550 ERA and one, whatever whip, like it's like, he's aware of it. And it's different if he went through a bad eight start stretch in the middle of the season where his overall numbers look better. So mm-hmm. the wild card is like how he handles adversity that he doesn't just think, Oh shoot, here we go again. Um, and I think there is a bit of that right now with him. Like there's an element of doubt that you can kind of see yeah. in his eyes for the first um, time in his career too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the stuff is close. Um, and I think he, I think I sense a really, I I'm not saying it's for sure coming tonight, but I just, I sense that he could be going on, going on a run um, sooner rather than later. So you heard it here first. If oh, that's right. If that's but right. But if he's bad, I never said this. we ignore this completely. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of behind the eight ball a little bit, and we might as well bring up Manoa's battery mate here, Alejandro Kirk, some major struggles at the plate to start the season. And not everyone has noticed, but he is coming out of it. He's hitting 368 in his last 11 games. And with Danny on the IL, this is good news. Kirk shouldering more and more of the workload. Chris, do you believe in Kirky? as as a full-time number one taking the ball four out of out of, out of every five times do you feel confident he can shoulder this load um well he's gonna have to um yeah so like whether or not I, we feel comfortable about it um like i don't think it's ever going to be something he does long term he's i don't think he'll i shouldn't say ever but like i think it's very unlikely he he's a guy who catches 100 games a year mm-hmm. ever um 
because for a few reasons, but like I think because the bat is really, really good when he's right. Um, he's got uh, some people hate this term, but like he makes the best swing decisions on the team um, for a guy that young at that position to make such good swing decisions. That's an extremely valuable asset to have. Um, so I think he's really good. I think he's kind of like Manoa in that he was working from behind. Mm-hmm. He got out, like he came late in the camp. He wasn't ready to go. Um, when the year began, I don't think in my opinion. Um, and I think, but what we're seeing now is what he can be. Um, and I think it's, you know, when he's right, he's spraying line drives, he's taking walks, he's not striking out. Um, so I think he's valuable. This team has lacked a cleanup hitter. Do you think that Alejandro going could fill that role or just not enough power to really be that guy they're after there? I, uh, like, it's weird because they put a power, they have a power hitter, quote unquote, leading off they've got and then their two and three hitters are two of the 20 best hitters in the game when they're right so i've never like i don't know did we care like kirk batted clean up a bunch last year did anyone care that he wasn't a quintessential cleanup hitter like i don't like yeah yeah if we could have another like yeah they're getting hits i don't care who is (laughs) yeah and if the if the question is like hey couldn't this team use another guy who hits 30, 35 home runs. It's like, yes. Could any team use yeah. another hitter that hits? So I, I don't know. I don't like Chapman was awesome. The first month he's been bad in may, like there's going to be different guys hitting. I think belts giving you great at bats for multiple weeks now. Um, so I like with Chapman with Chapman having a rough month. Are you close to predicting a, a heater from him? Like when do you jump on board the Matt Chapman train here, Chris? <laughs> uh, I haven't, I haven't dove in, but I, I, I feel like, You're like I'm going to roll with Manoa to start here and we'll yeah. give it a, a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chapman, like, I mean, this was coming, like there was going to be a regression and not just to like his career norms, but like there's going to be a regression that brought his season stats to his career norms. Um, so there was a cold stretch coming. Um, so, you, you know, he's a good player. He's a productive player. The fur, the start was never going to last. It was yeah. fun to watch and it was fun to um, take in. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, all my, biggest... all my football, all my football fan friends thought that we had a 500 hitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I mean, there was reason to be, there was enough reason and the process had changed and there, there was valid reasons to say, Hey, maybe he's a 260, 270 hitter this year instead of 220. But, and maybe like that could still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's also, uh, I don't know how many games he has into his career, but he's six years into his career. And those types of guys don't usually drastically change at this age, except sometimes in walk years. So again, like that, there was reason to maybe think and hope. So um, he's going to keep working. Like he's going to try. There's millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of reasons for him to keep working and trying to put up a career year. So, you know, but he's valuable and he's perfectly fine in a five or six hole. I don't think he's a clean, like, I think when this, 
if this lineup's right, like I would think Belt and Kirk hit ahead of Chapman. Like mm-hmm. when this when there's like long term equilibrium, if that makes sense. Zach Pop. Have you heard anything was, on him? I wasn't is, expecting that name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is 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 he getting close? Is is and do you think that he know. could be? You don't know, eh? That's fair. No, I, like I don't know if he's close. Uh, I know that enough people have passed him. Um, yeah, you know, I I think this stuff was interesting. Um, I never, when people were kind of liking the slider and liking what it did, I didn't see it in much the same way. Okay. Um, um, I don't love his command. Um, he could like, listen, he could still be a guy, um, mm-hmm. down the line, but you know, relievers... expecting anything from him now might be just leading to disappointment. Well, well not disappointment. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, one of the things I'm intrigued by, and I've talked to a few people about this is like, I think there's a reason why most relievers are older guys. Like, I don't think it's, and I don't think it's necessarily because they're failed starters first or anything like that. I think it's really hard mentally to be a, um, to be a big league reliever. Um, there's pressure almost every time you come in. Um, you know, if you fail, you need to wipe the slate clean and come back again with no fear the next time out. Um, so I think it requires a lot of maturity and kind of mental fortitude to be a really good MLB reliever. And I think that's why you see like a lot of the guys who are good are 30 plus, which you don't see in other positions. Like it's um, it's more so talent that plays in other places and not saying it's not talent, but it's, I, I just think it requires these guys take a little longer to develop. And history tends to agree with you, man. And I, I I love that you brought this up because I am curious what you think about this. So the Los Angeles Angels uh, called up Ben Joyce out oh, yeah, of double yeah. A from double A straight to the big league. Some people might remember Ben Joyce. He was the fireballer hitting 105 in college uh, drafted by the Los Angeles Angels last summer. Uh, uh, made Nate big- Pearson's college pitching coach said Ben Joyce could hit 150. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, made his MLB debut on Monday. He had a couple K's average speed on his fastball was 101.3 miles per hour. The angel saying loud and clear, why waste bullets in the minor league? But to go back to what you were saying about experienced relievers, do you like this call up? Um, yeah, if you've got elite stuff, um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I like, I think figuring out all that other stuff I was talking about is about if, you know, you've got stuff that is like most other pitchers. Um, if you're a unicorn um, that throws triple digits, um, then yeah, like, then yeah, do do it. I do. I agree with the, this is why I was on. I remember being early on the bring Manoa train because it was like, if he shows you that he's productive, Bring him up. Like there's no, there's no point in waiting on people in this sport and at that position because it's fickle and uh, health for pitchers is fickle. So if you've got a healthy guy who's productive, 
then by all means, give them a look. Now, you never know what the other reasons that go into it. Maturity, um, are they ready for the pressure, yada, yada, yada. But like, generally, if they're healthy and productive, then yeah, keep moving them up and see if they pass tests. And and to build off of that, this kind of caught my eye yesterday. The San Diego Padres, not sure if you caught it, Chris, they promoted uh, prospect Ethan Salas to low A, and he is 16 years old. So he is now <laughs> the youngest kid to ever play uh, professional baseball in that low A league. Uh, he was an international free agent last summer. Baseball continues to skew younger, like younger and younger. It gets impressive how young some of these, these star kids are. I mean, Blue Jays fans, we got to watch Bo and, and, and Vladdy come up pretty much at 20 years old. Is baseball getting to a point where we are going to see more and more 18 year olds in the big leagues? I, I know it's almost unheard of right now, or do you think there's still too much development to expect that sort of, that sort of youth? Yeah. Like uh, I don't think so because the other part about this sport is you need to be incredibly strong to hit a baseball um, or to throw it. Like, so I just, I, I think, I think Bo and Vladdy were interesting um, cases because talent was unquestioned, but also like you got to have the right team as well. Like they had nothing like that was what, you know, that's what the 2019 season was about was about getting them experience and getting them exposed. Um, um, so yeah, m- maybe, but I still think it's really hard to be like, there are very, very few examples of um, hitters or especially pitchers, but even hitters being productive as a 19 year old, for example. Um, but the flip side of that is there've been more recently, um, you know, but they're crazy talented. Like it's Bo, it's Vlad, it's Acuna, mm-hmm. it's Soto. So like, yeah, if the players are as talented as those guys, but I still think that will be the exception. Like I, I like I think there will be players like that. I just don't think you're going to start seeing more and more young kids coming in and playing. Chris, we appreciate your time so much, man. Anytime. Uh, love having you on the show here. Let's end on this. I know we had... Uh... We posed this question to our panel on long toss on Sunday here uh, with a variety of answers. And I'm curious your thoughts on looking at the ALE standings, where the Blue Jays currently rank. Um, the fact they did so poorly against the division and that there are so few interdivisional games left. Where are you at on this Toronto Blue Jays team? Do you think they can win the division? Do you still see them as a playoff team? Or do you think that they are going to be in a fight just to get in? Uh, they're one of the top 10 teams in baseball. Like, uh, I like even after the struggles, nothing's changed on that. Um, Boston's going to regress. I feel pretty confident in that. Um, Tampa will regress from this crazy start because how can you not? Because it's um, baseball. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to regress. Um, Baltimore's a problem. Like Baltimore is good. Like Baltimore, we started yeah. seeing it late last year. Um, the, they've got no salary commitments. They have a whack of prospects. And they've got a lot of really good players. Um, 
They're going to be. A they're making me eat time. my words, Chris, because at the beginning of the season, I said they don't have the starting pitching to yeah. go the distance, and that I felt that 2024 was going to be their big year. But holy crap, I am. Uh, I'm needing to walk that back because they are winning. Yep. It, despite not having starting pitching, good hitters. I still feel they don't have starting pitching, but <laughs> yeah, but they can go get it if they want. Um, yeah, good hitters, speed, defense, um, and Rutschman's from the yeah. second he came up, the second I saw him, I was like, whoo, baby. Um, like he's a leader, the way he carries himself, the way he hits, the way he catches, like he makes people around him better. And I don't care. I usually live in the world of quantitative measurable stuff, but he like, he's good. He's a problem. So like, so, but long story short, like the Jays are really good. Um, I don't, no one was expecting this Tampa start. They're crazy. That was kind of crazy. But again, I think they're coming back. I think it'll be tight. Like, I don't think the division's out of play yet. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The Yankees, I don't love. But, like, you know, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And, you know, we would have thought or hoped that they'd be right in the thick of it for the division right now. But they went through their cold stretch kind of early. And Tampa went on a, you know, the start that the Yankees went on last year. Like, it's crazy that's been two straight years of this, of one team going bananas. But And obviously you want to win the division. But the World Series doesn't rely just on that. Right, like no, you can, you can make some noise out of the wild card. You can, but it's just it, it's it's playing the number, it's playing the math game. Yeah, like it's just you're a lot more likely to make it. And you know, does that kind of probability matter when you're in it? No, it's like win the games. Um, everything's fifty fifty, as um, a writer that I enjoy kind of says sometimes. Like things either happen or they don't. Um, so the probability of it, you know, doesn't matter. I don't know, but. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think a lot of these teams, like people have been talking over the last few days about the amount of teams that they need. It's like, let's not worry about climbing over teams right now when there's, you know, I don't know how many games. 110 left, games left. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just, it, you know, let's wait, let's wait till we're in July, August and let's see what the picture looks like. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I think they're really good. Um and I think Manoa, if Manoa fixes things, I think everything else slots in. So I, I don't want to say it's all um, dependent on him because they've been good even with him being bad. But if he fixes things, I feel like everything slots in very well. Chris, always insightful and informing stuff. Thank you so much for your time, man. We will anytime. bug you to come back. I really appreciate it. Just uh, reach out anytime. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Right here, Scoots. Thanks for listening to the Walk Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>